0: Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Fucking Cancer podcast. We are your support,
1: so let's talk fucking cancer. Oh. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Fucking Cancer and thank you for joining us for this week's Tips and Tricks. I'm here in the studio with Colette and Julia. Hello. Hello. We got the OG crew. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We haven't had a day of just the three of us recording like this
1: in a while. Right? I know. know, It's kind of nice. Kind of nice. I know. And it's been like, so we went through the holidays. Man. Things have been crazy. Things have been nuts. Things have been really, really nuts. Yeah. But I feel like,
0: are we starting to finally take a breath? I think so. Maybe?
1: I feel like... (laughs) I'm knocking on wood. (laughs) Knocking on wood. I saw a meme that was something about, I've had it with this year. Yeah. And three (laughs) weeks into 2024.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This week is or this year will be different. This year will be different. It
2: must be. Oh, You guys make me nervous saying
1: that. (laughs) I'm totally invested in Pluto and the sun going into Aquarius and it's just going to change the energy for the next 20 years. I am buying into this heavily manifesting it whatever I can to just... You've sold me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You've sold me. It's
1: all I needed. I just needed some hope for this year. Yes.
2: I mean, hey, Aquarius is the best, so...
0: It, you know what? Some of my favorites are Aquarius. <laughs> Same. We are so glad to be back with you guys this week, going over some tips and tricks on what to ask at your First oncology appointment after you've been diagnosed. So we just kind of went through some things with um, Abby Keller, one of our nurse coaches. She's amazing. She was on
1: one of our recent episodes, so go ahead and look for her. Yeah. So Abby let us pick her brain. So to really set you up for success as you begin your treatment and, for lack of a better word, your journey and what you can expect life to look like yeah so one good tip that we did get which was
0: from our guest lisa i would say very first and foremost ask if you can record this visit on your audio recording one of the red flags that she noticed was right away one of them told her no And she thought that was strange because, you know, there would be no miscommunication if it was on audio recording. And I had never thought of that. So I thought that was a really good tip because then all of our other tips we're about to give
1: would be on that recording. Yeah. And you can refer back to that um, because you are getting so much information and it can kind of be like a data overload and... If you don't have somebody else there with you to kind of help you remember some of those things, it's good to refer back to. So, definitely, you know, see if somebody can come with you. Yes, and then yeah, ask if the, uh, they you can record the the appointment. Yeah,
2: and real quick too, just um, also look up whatever state you're in their laws on recording because sometimes um, you don't. It's a one party consent. one party consent, so you right. you don't need their Um, their consent or their permission to record Um, here in California, it's two party. So you do have to ask. Absolutely.
0: Right. So definitely having somebody with you and then asking if you can record. And then on top of that, if you would like to have the person with you, take some notes, but if you're recording, you have a great source right there, but you never know. You might want to take a notebook just in case there's something you want to jot down, look up later, catch your, your attention. So notebook, someone a friend loved one and ask if you can record first and foremost
1: yeah yeah and I know for me personally I retain information better if I write it down as I'm learning me too yeah definitely and then you want to get a clear clear
0: answer on what is my diagnosis and what stage am I yes and so I've had many people that I've been surprised that tell me later, I I don't remember, I don't know, I haven't asked yet. And so you want a clear diagnosis,
1: what cancer is this? And what stage am I? On that, after that, you can build on when should I begin treatment? What are the benefits of the recommended, recommended treatment? What are the potential risks and side effects from the treatment and... How do I need to adjust my life right for to
0: accommodate the new treatments that you'll be starting
1: and how they affect are going to affect your life? Yeah, and how to manage those side effects, do I need to arrange for child care? Right. Do I need to take time off of work? Do I need to have somebody come stay with me right? You know right. Um, will you need someone to drive you? I know yeah.
0: that on my chemotherapy days, I wasn't allowed to drive. So they, I had to have someone drive me.
2: Yeah. I think with radiation too, right?
0: I don't remember if I wasn't allowed to or not, but Tay wouldn't allow
2: <laughs> <laughs> me to drive myself. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, so but also if, too, sorry, just to back up real quick, um, when asking about, you know, okay, so what, does tra- what are my treatment options? Mm-hmm. When should I start? Um, also, depending on what type of cancer you have and the stage, um, asking what what that would look like if you were not to receive treatment, right. if you wanted to opt out,
0: right? Yeah. Because treatment is an option, and so always remembering that everything that is being told to you is a recommendation, and asking what if I chose not to? What does this look like? Yep. Is absolutely acceptable. To ask at your first appointment.
2: Right. Definitely. And then to, you know, yeah, ask if you are going to receive some sort of treatment, what that looks like, when do you start and then go into the how, how does this change my life? What kind of support do I need outside of this?
0: Also, one thing about how my treatment will affect me is. Will it affect my fertility if I have yet to have children and would like to? So Mm -hmm. there is fertility preservation available too. So that is something you want to make, you know, clear, sure that you're clear on from the beginning, because you want to be sure that you preserve that fertility if you can before you start treatment.
1: And I mean, because there are even some chemotherapies where you have to fill out a survey every month saying, you know, especially if you are a woman of childbearing age, um, that you will take precautions, right? Because the instance of um, birth defect yes. is so great that it could potentially make that pregnancy non-viable. Yes, I believe that we had to sign that when I started treatment.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. Um, also, depending on your stage and diagnosis type of cancer, asking if you are if a clinical trial is good for you, an option for you or not.
1: Also remembering getting a second opinion. Yes, call your insurance and find out what other providers you can see within your network. And a lot of times they will be very happy to pay for that second treatment or that second opinion because they wanna make sure that they get it right the first time. Also, depending on your
0: state of mind at the time, It is completely acceptable and very much expected, I think, from the doctors that you would ask what your prognosis is. So if you are feeling capable of taking in that information at the time, then they are usually very, very much expecting that you're going to ask what your prognosis is. And they typically can give you an idea.
1: Well, and I think you even shared that Well, actually, why don't you share what your experience? (laughs) Yeah. When I um, went in, I was taking in all the information,
0: or I was trying to take in all the information. Lots of it I missed. But I absolutely asked what my prognosis was. And she said, excellent. So from then on, I just went, okay, that's what she said. That's what I'm going with. And we're, you know, so I was lucky. I got a very excellent, you know,
1: prognosis and here I am. Yeah. And all just, because you asked doesn't mean that it's going to be scary or that it's going to be bad. Yeah. And sometimes I think if you get that positive affirmation Mm -hmm. that it, you do have a good prognosis that probably helps you approach your treatment and everything with a little bit more positive Yeah. Not such a defeatist um, attitude or, or mindset. Definitely, definitely. And then another thing that Abby recommended that I just think is really fantastic is take time after your appointment to either do something or do nothing. Yes. Whatever you feel you need in that moment, whether it's sitting in silence, whether it's getting ice cream or taking a walk, whatever fills your cup and whatever is gonna allow you time to just absorb and process everything right. that you just heard. Yeah, and that that's not something that
0: I had planned when we went to my appointment. Uh, but I appreciated learning that tip from her later Mm -hmm. because Julia and I used that when we both had ultrasounds on the same day and it was a very emotional day and she gave us that tip. So we listened to a funny podcast on the way and got our mind off it just for a minute and then we scheduled in nothing to do later after the appointments and we just came here and kind of decompressed.
1: So And she recommended that on scan days as well. yeah. Yeah. And so it's not just, you know, anytime you have an appointment or anytime you're getting heavy information, right? Or anything that is emotional and potentially scary or, or anxiety inducing. Yeah, give yeah. yourself that time, give yourself that time. And then also ask your provider what services your cancer center provides. Absolutely. If there's nutrition, if there's an integrative practitioner, if there's therapy, what other services can be provided to you in your oncology office. I think that's so very important because I didn't ask those questions
0: and come to find out they have a lot of things available that I didn't take advantage of. So definitely you're usually given a point of contact with whether it's your nurse navigator or social worker that is supposed to work with you. But if you aren't having that good communication with them, which I'll take some of the responsibility for that, but they can't do, <laughs> you know, it's, you don't
1: know what you don't know. But
0: yeah, exactly. You don't know what you don't know. So I didn't know I should be asking those questions. So definitely ask what your cancer center has to offer because there, are, I mean, ours had a dietitian, a integrative, um, holistic doctor there. They had a lot of things that I didn't take advantage of. So definitely ask. Yeah.
1: Well, we hope that this has been helpful and that if you are getting ready to start treatment or go see your oncologist for the first time that this gives you some comfort and confidence in approaching that conversation to really set you up for success. As you begin to navigate this for lack of a better word, (laughs) expedition. There we go. Expedition.
0: (laughs) This Next chapter. This next chapter. chapter. There we go. We've been looking for a new word. So there there we we go. go. (laughs) Yes.
1: This next chapter. So thank you for joining us today. You guys, we look forward to seeing you next week as always. And if you have any questions or topics that you would like us to cover, please definitely send those to podcast at weareyoursupport.com. And follow us on all of our social media at LTFC underscore
0: podcast and follow us on all of your podcasting platforms. The Let's Talk Fucking Cancer podcast. Talk to you later. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We We
1: are your support. support. Thank Thank you for for talking cancer. cancer.